Thanks for tuning in to today's topics where we look at current events from a Christian perspective. Hey guys, hope everybody's gotten over the busyness of Christmas and we're all looking forward to a great new year, hope. You know, it's all going to be what you make of it. If you have a worried, pessimistic outlook, then that's what you can expect. If you stay positive and hopeful, then things won't appear quite so bleak. I'm excited because I know things are happening so quickly concerning biblical prophecy that we may get to kneel before our Savior pretty soon. Wouldn't that be awesome? Let's jump into some headlines from around the world. There's just too many to touch on everything, but we'll look at a few of them. You know, since Elon Musk bought Twitter, he's been releasing information confirming how corrupt the company was, censoring all conservative viewpoints. We knew it. Uh, It was just pretty obvious. He's not the only one doing it. Facebook, Twitter, Google, all of them do the same thing. But uh, he's gradually releasing all the information. Yeah, just confirming everything. He's coming out slowly. Interesting to see everything anyway in print. But Biden signed the $1.7 trillion budget, which is just sickening. It's sickening that the Republicans agreed to this pork sandwich. It's like I said last week, that all they had to do was agree to a two-month budget. Then when the Republicans take over in a couple of weeks, they could have come up with a budget that wasn't so insane, right? But no, this should confirm to everyone that the idea of us having two separate political parties is just a joke. They're all the same. There's, there's no difference between them with the same wicked agenda. All you got to do is look at it and pay attention. It's pretty obvious. If not, think about it. Why would McConnell and these rhinos agree to this budget? There's no other reason. And guess what all's in the budget You know, thinking about it, that word's a joke anyway. They don't have a budget. If they did, we wouldn't be almost $32 trillion in debt. Go to this if you get curious about our debt and what it's leading to and what's going to happen. The letters P-G-P-F dot org. That's P-G-P-F dot org. And you can look at all the details on our debt. It's shocking, really. It's, it should be eye-opening to everybody if you would do that. Let me just give you some highlights of it in case you don't have time to go to that. This is just mind-blowing when you just think about this for a second. We currently spend $965 million a day just on interest. That's interest on our debts. I've explained this last year or two, whenever we were doing this every week, but we borrow all this money. We sell bonds and I don't want to get too tied up in this, but we have to pay interest on our debt. It's like when you have a credit card, right? The more you put on that credit card, the higher your minimum monthly payment is. Well, if you have an unlimited credit card, it doesn't really matter as long as you can keep paying that minimum monthly payment. Eventually, the more money you put on that card, the higher that minimum gets, right? Common sense. Well, that's exactly how it works with the government. In 10 years, our interest will triple from what it is today. Okay? 
Now we only bring in $4.1 trillion a year in revenue. Easy math tells us that in 20 years, our interest payments will overcome our total revenue. That means our minimum monthly payment on our credit card will be more than we make. So we won't be able to make that payment. Got it, guys? Yeah. Now, why do those in Congress not care? Because in 20 years, most of them will have passed away and they won't have to deal with the country going bankrupt. That's just the truth of it. It all makes sense when you look at it from a prophecy standpoint, though. You know, the U.S. must cease from being the world power if the one world system of the Antichrist is to take over, which it will. The Bible has never been wrong. Sorry for chasing that rabbit. Back to what's in this crazy federal budget, okay? Now, remember, 18 Senate Republicans voted for this, mind you. 18 who are supposed to be conservative or supposed to care about the country, right? Yeah. Here's what they voted for. $3.6 million for a Michelle Obama walking trail in Georgia. $212.1 million for federal prosecutors to continue investigating Americans for their part in the January 6th, 2020 demonstration. Yeah. Three years now. And they want another 200 and just say $12 million to continue prosecuting Americans for their demonstrations. Really all that is is a slush fund to keep harassing Trump is all it is. And it seems to be working because I saw a thing this morning to where, uh, you know, Trump's most loyal voter base, they say, is uh, last time was the evangelical Christians. And now uh, it seems that most of them are turning against him. They're not going to vote for him. So all this hounding of him has seemed to have worked uh, a couple of years, untold millions of dollars investigating him. Uh, finally got his tax returns released. And guess what the smoking gun was? Nothing. <laughs> It showed anything that any businessman would ever have in his ledgers. Uh, but anyway, they're not going to stop. You got another $212 million appropriated just to harass him pretty much. So he'll be done. He's not going to beat DeSantos in Florida anyway. Uh, he's more of a polished politician than Trump. He's he, he's had his day, I believe. He's done. $410 million. Listen to this now. This is what's in the budget that your Republicans signed. You expected the Democrats to do it, but $410 million for enhanced border security in Egypt, Jordan, Lebanon, Oman, and Tunisia. Not here. Not $1 for here. $410 million to enhance border security of these Middle Eastern countries. Here's what we did get for the border. Listen to this. $1.5 billion for processing illegal immigrants into the U.S., but it specifically bars any of that money from being used to keep them out. I did not misspeak, people. This is exactly what's in that budget. $1.5 billion to help process them into the country, 
but it specifically writes in there not one dollar can be used to enhance the border to keep people out. <laughs> There's another $45 billion in there for Ukraine. Just straight up pay them money. And then $13 billion in economic aid for Ukraine. So that's $58 billion for Ukraine. And there's a little caveat down at the bottom of this where it says the $13 billion that's in economic aid for Ukraine and other countries impacted by the war. Well, that could be anybody. Anybody could say they're impacted by it. And that's another way to funnel some money into them too, right? Yeah. Well, they got a billion dollars to improve Puerto Rico's electric grid. Yeah. $25 million for a security system for senators. And they say that this hinged on the Nancy Pelosi attack, you know, when they attacked her home and supposedly attacked her husband, who everyone now knows wasn't an attack. It seemed to be a lover's quarrel, to be honest with you. That's why they fired that reporter that reported on that. Anyway, $341 million to enhance the Capitol grounds and security. Because of January 6th, they used that excuse, right? $1.5 million <laughs> for a COVID American history project. I don't, I, I'm not really sure exactly what that means. I'm sorry, I can't tell you. $1.2 million in San Diego for a LGBTQ college district and $105,000 for a LGBTQ youth mentoring program in Pittsburgh. $3 million in New York for an LGBTQ museum. A museum. $3 million to build a some kind of gay rights museum in New York. I don't know. $500,000 in Rhode Island to educate teachers on how to be anti-racist. <laughs> you get the idea. I, I could continue. There's, it, it, there's a whole list, but it would just get worse. I'm going to stop there. You get the idea, right? Now, the only way we could ever hope to reform our government would be to have term limits. And they're not going to vote to limit themselves. You know that. We keep talking about term limits all the time. But they're not going to do it. They have to be the ones to make that law. The ones that we're wanting to limit <laughs> have to be the ones to limit themselves. And they're not going to do it. Uh, I believe that no one in any position could ever serve more than two terms, period. Then these people would know that the laws and budgets they pass would affect them also, right? That when they leave Washington and return to their normal jobs, now they would have to do whatever they have signed. They would have to live by those laws. Be because they developed these power bases and they stay in Washington for a lifetime, never having to deal with the garbage that they put on the rest of us. And they know that. See, this was never set up that way. When the founding fathers started this, it was set up. We are a representative republic. We are not technically a democracy. We're supposed to have people from the just common people that get elected 
representative republic. We go in there, we serve for a term or two, we come back home, we go back to work. Then we have to live with the laws that we passed. That was the idea. But somehow it's gotten skewed to where you have career politicians that are up there 50, 60, 70 years until they die, and they never have to come back to the real world. They get unbelievably wealthy. They develop this power base to where they're respected, just like the senators of Rome. I read a book uh, called Livy's History of Ancient Rome, and it's just unbelievable how we are doing just like ancient Rome did. The power base happened from inside. The senators got so much power. Then you had the Senate trying to fight against the, well, Caesar. We'd be our president. And then you had this conflict in Russia. Uh, Russia, Rome destroyed themselves from within. And that's exactly what we're doing. History always repeats itself. Uh, another bit, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of keeping Title 42 in place. Now, Title 42, in theory, is a remain in Mexico policy, which allows us to deport migrants when they wait on an asylum decision. Basically, it's what it's supposed to do. Now, it has allowed our agents to actually check people. If Title 42 was lifted, we'd basically, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not being funny here. This is the truth. If they ever was to lift Title 42, we would basically just open the door on our border and stand back and just watch millions walk through. Not even talk to them, touch them, nothing. Um, now they'll hear, the, the Supreme Court will hear this case in February with a final decision expected in June. Well, here's what's happened with Title 42 in place. 2.8 million undocumented crossings occurred so far in 2022. That's according to NBCNews.com. Around 50,000 of those have been deported. <laughs> 2.8 million have crossed over with 50,000 of them sent back. Now that's over two and a half million people that came here illegally, just turned them loose to do whatever. Now on paper, they can get up there in these meetings and lie. Well, we have made contact. What they do is the people come across, they give them a court date. Okay, say they'll put it three weeks down the road. You have to report to El Paso Courthouse in three weeks for your asylum hearing. Well, they never come back, obviously. They cross over, they go to wherever, and they never come back to the meeting, and they're not held accountable. It's not really a go-find-them-and-lock-them-up type law. It's just something on paper they can write down, hey, yeah, we did, uh, we contacted them, we gave them a court date, but none of them ever come back. And, and they, and they don't look for them. So it's just, it's just nothing. They just come in here by the train car load. And so actually to be truthful about it, title 42 has not done a lot on paper. It could have, but it hasn't. Um, it, it doesn't, doesn't take a Huntsville rocket scientist to figure out that if the longer this continues, the worst problems we're going to have. I mean, this is going to get way worse than it is. Just common sense thinking, are any of these people bad guys? Well, sure. Like the numbers, the percentages are there. Got to be. Are all these people going to get on welfare and food stamps? I don't know. That creates tremendously more of a debt crisis, does it not? Yeah. Are some of these people, when they get over here and... 
things don't work out the way they thought they would? Are they going to get desperate and resort to crime? Common sense, right? I mean, if you get hungry, if your family gets hungry, you're going to go to stealing stuff. Most people would. This is, I believe, part of the plan to cripple this country. I see no end in sight. Um, it's not going to stop. This government is determined to help the forum create their one world government. And they will continue until we are a shell of what we once were. And that's just the truth. I don't see any end in sight. They've made their mind up what they're going to do. And we're in trouble, folks. When it comes to that southern border, it's a mess. Um, something else, dozens of scientists have come forward stating the myth that is the climate change farce. That's how they quoted it. Now, The Blaze has a couple of good articles on it. It's all been a ruse to get money is all it's been. And, and support for their agenda. But there's a lot of people who are in on it. I won't bore you with all the details. It can get kind of scientific. But man-made climate change is a created fantasy, according to these guys. It's got a lot to do with the level of CO2 in the atmosphere. That's what we hear is man-made carbon. We're putting all the CO2 in the atmosphere, and it's making everything get hotter, and it's changing the weather. What these scientists say is the level of CO2 in the atmosphere can never get past a certain point. It kind of gets to an equalization point, and we know that plants, you know, they use CO2 to grow, and then they turn around and make oxygen out of it. So what they're saying is the more CO2, the more healthy the plant life's going to be. I don't know all this stuff. I'm not a scientist. It makes a lot of sense to me. I'll let you guys go look all that up. Suffice it to say that this entire climate change hoax is just part of the forum's agenda. And boy, it's working great. Uh, overseas, Netanyahu was sworn in as Israel's president again, this time with a very conservative government. Um, a lot of people don't know how that's going to work out because he's going to have to pacify some extremely right-wing conservative groups to keep his government together. And who knows what they're going to want to do, but I believe the reason he was reelected is to put a stop to Iran's nuclear ambitions because, you know, he's dead set against it. Netanyahu's tough on Iran. Um, and Iran's just getting closer and closer every day to having what they need to create the bomb. And they've said it openly. They haven't tried to hide it. They said when they get one, they're going to wipe Israel off the map. So Israel's not going to let them get it. Duh. <laughs> you know? That's why Netanyahu's put back in there because he's a He's a hardliner on Iran. Russia's also demanded. I found this interesting. These are those little tidbits that you have to get down, dig and deep and, and see what's going on behind the scenes with all the stuff going on with Russia and Ukraine and all the stuff going on. Russia has demanded that Israel turn over ownership of three churches on the Mount of Olives. Now their foreign minister, their foreign minister said, in the news this week, quote, that we've worked for five years to obtain all historical documents to prove Russian ownership. We will now pressure Israel, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> we will now pressure Israel so we can obtain control of the property. 
end quote. <clears throat> Mercy. Now, could this be the match that ignites Gog Magog? I don't know. Do you really think that Israel is going to turn over church property on the Mount of Olives to Russia? I don't think so. Uh, we do know this from looking at the news over there that Turkey's economy is just crashing. They are not doing well. And normally when an economy crashes, you have to do something to get the economy back going. That's what got us into World War II. People don't realize this, but you know we were going through the Great Depression by the whole country coming together, having to create warfare items in World War II. That's what got us out of the Depression. So with Turkey's economy crashing, will they join with Iran and Russia in an invasion to secure Russian land? Hmm. You know, Russia could use this as some ruse to go ahead and invade. Hey, they won't give us our property. We're going to go take it. I don't know. But Iran fully understands that Netanyahu will destroy their nuclear facilities. They know that. So all these little things can combine to make one big thing. Turkey's economy, Russia wanting that land, Iran just hating Israel anyway. So it could, that could be something to keep our eyes on when it comes to Israel. Remember I told you that Israel's God's prophetic time clock. Keep your eyes on Israel. Now the postmillennial.com, postmillennial.com has a report about a podcast that Elon Musk did last week. And I watched it. Here's what he said. Almost every conspiracy theory people had has turned out to be true, end quote. I have to agree with Musk on that one. All right, that's, we'll let it go today. There's a lot more, but we're just not going to have time. Uh, hope you all have a safe New Year celebration if you're having one. Uh, y'all go to church Sunday. Keep reading your Bible because it's coming true every day. Thanks, guys. Thank you.